This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. How are you doing today, Nick? Bob, I'm pretty darn good. Um, today's been a interesting day. It's been kind of a good rest day for me. Also, like, you know, it's, I'm on that. Well, let me ask you a question, Bob. Have you ever been on the edge for yourself where you're like, okay, this has been a good period of rest. I'm kind of rejuvenated. This is good. But also you're like itching to get back to things. Like it's, you haven't been as productive as you want to. You haven't been chasing your dreams as much as you, as you wanted to. That's kind of where I am today. So kind of like a lull? Like, is that like, like, yeah, kind of like a lull. Kind of like, you know, about half of it was appreciated and half of it was like, all right, I've taken it a little bit too easy today. Okay. Um, I know last week we talked about this, like the importance of, of taking breaks. So so do you feel like today was, was a break or do you feel like there was more, uh, it was more than a break? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's always a, a difficult balance with that. Um, I think, I think most of today was a break and I, I think I still could have done a little bit more. Okay, cool. Um, I, I know we met in person the other day and you told me some, some great news. Do you want to, or just talk about it on this on this platform. Sure, absolutely, Bob. Um, so you know what I was. I'm glad I was able to see you in person, let you know there and everything. But um, we've been talking on previous episodes recently about these different opportunities I have and everything, and kind of weighing the possibilities. Always crazy. But yeah, last podcast podcast episode, the crazy interview process I had. Yeah. Anyways, I ended up um, getting a letter of acceptance to the residency program in Los Angeles in LA with Kaiser and I decided to accept that. So I'm going to be committing to LA and I'll be out there after the new year's. Yeah. Congratulations. Once again, congratulations. So, so you got an actual physical mail? Uh, from email. I mean, it's, uh, I guess they don't, they don't do the uh, old fashioned thing anymore. Okay. All right. But, but that's still great news. Um, oh, absolutely. And it, it was kind of cool, the timing of it where it was actually, so, you know, um, when was it? About a week, week and a half ago now. I the interview was on a Thursday. I got back um, to New York Friday morning from the flight, and it was Friday later afternoon that I got the email of acceptance. Oh wow, that that is amazing. How do you feel, Nick? I didn't ask you this the other day, but but how do you feel when you got that letter of acceptance? At at the moment. <laughs> whether it's out of just trying to accommodate to it or not, I was like laughing to myself. I'm like, this is so freaking cool. And then I'm like, of course, in their email, they say I only have five days to respond when my other interview is just barely after five days to respond. So I'm like, all right, it's uh, time to make a big decision. And there's a, there's definitely a reason why there's this um, urgency to it. But no, it felt, it felt great. Bob, it felt really reaffirming. Um, and it was a reminder that I was in the right place. That's awesome. Did you feel like um, the work that you put in, like, started to rub off? Like, you feel – I don't know if you constantly feel that or you felt that recently, um, like like the work that you put in um, is finally starting to rub off or, or show. Oh, absolutely. And I think it, I think it naturally comes in waves. Um, I think for most people when they do feel it comes in waves. But um, I've – I felt a variation of that throughout this whole last year, to be honest with you, Bob. Some some days and some moments are better than others, but that's the fun part about getting momentum rolling, right? Is that, you know, you put in the effort and then it just keeps spinning, spinning, spinning. Um, and 
ramping up that way. And so I felt that, you know, it's been great because this other kind of extra work I've put in on the side for myself, I've been able to build upon that with everything else that I do. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was reading a book um, the other day, well, last week. Uh, have you ever read the book The Dip by Steph Godin? No, I have not. Tell me about it, Bob. I, I, actually, I don't know if it's by Steph Godin or not, but it's called The Dip. And basically, he says, like, whenever we start something exciting, whenever we start something meaningful, there's always going to be this this dip. So, for example, we, we do something uh, that's important to us. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yes. You mean a dip in terms of, like, I'm going to be kind of hesitant, dip my toe in the water, get started, or a dip in terms of, oh, there's this, like, like there's this upward trajectory, but then there's like dip in it. There's a period of like a down. Yeah, there's this period of like a downward spiral of like okay. you're, you're not motivated, you don't want to do it. Um, so for example, like like going to school, for example, right? Um, in the beginning, you're you're picking out your major, you're, you're picking out your classes, you're super excited, um, you're excited to to get an A in the class, and then once something comes, like some some obstacle comes, there's this dip. Like sure. you lose motivation. So like there's this um, test that comes and, and you start to lose motivation. And basically I'll, I'll what he says in the I, book. I'm, I'm hitting that a little bit with the, this whole national exam thing. I'm like, you know what? It will be easier if I just got my license right away. But obviously I've got to take this one, got to prepare for it and everything. Um, so I'm, I'm emotionally feeling a little bit of that right now. Okay. So emotionally you're feeling some of that. But but basically what, what Seth Godin is talking about is um, – Actually, I, let me double check to see if he's actually the, the author. Actually, I don't have the book with me, but um, right, he would be author of the book. Yeah, the author of the book. Basically, it talks about when you know it's time to quit something, and when it's not the right time to quit something. Um, so, yes. So there, there's two differentiations between um, you're doing something important, but you reach this dip and you quit. But that's not that's not the right actual time to quit because you you didn't persevere through the dip you just you just quit because of the dip. Whereas this other time there's this other thing that you're doing is it's this constant like progression. Well, it's like this stagnant line of of busy work. You're not experiencing dip, but you never quit because there's you feel like you're making progress when in actuality you're not. So he talks about if there's things that don't really have a dip in it, they might not be as important as those that things that, that those that have a dip in it. Interesting. So you're saying that because okay, because there's an indication of a dip that that's the period of, okay, there's some waxing and waning. This is a thing that takes a lot of my energy and investment and something that has an association with this is pretty important in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know if that's um it doesn't really relate to, to, to your story of, of the residency, um, but I just wanted to share that. And uh, th- there was a quote that's not really part of the book, but there was a, co- uh, a quote that I learned um, while taking like a continuing ed course, like a physical therapy continuing ed course. And the quote is, nothing ever important happened in my life um, when my heart rate was at a low rate. So, so all the important things happen when my heart rate's higher. Um, and I feel like that that's analogous to, to this dip of, like, when you're feeling unmotivated, when it's feeling hard, um, it, it's going to feel like 
you don't want to do it. Like your heart rate's going to go up when you think about it. Um, and you're just going to try to avoid it. But the people that try to push through the depth and make it through the depth are the ones that, that see success and see the work getting paid off, which is what I was trying to relate with you in physical therapy school in general and getting into the residency. Interesting. And, you know, Bob, that reminds me of something else recently that I, I heard from, I can't remember who said it, but they're talking more so about creativity and how to cultivate creativity. And what they said is that, you know, the best way to brainstorm to cultivate creativity is you go throughout your life, you do your thing, and you you try and think about these new ideas, right, these new things that you're passionate about that you're trying to go after. And their idea was when you know the outcome, when you know that, hey, you know, A to B to C is D, when you know what's the next step, like let's say you're doing some writing and it's really make it creative, when you know the next thing, you feel like it's guaranteed, that's when you stop. That's when, that's you, when stop. you stop. That's when you stop. So when you know the next thing, you stop because it encourages you to break those neural patterns to try and rewire it. And that kind of reminded me of what you were talking about because you were saying, you know, the time to stop, you know, when we, we think there's this, this steady progress, this road ahead, um, and we, we believe that to be our continued growth and may or may not be, and that's the time to kind of reevaluate and potentially quit, not time when we face an obstacle ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's also like, like picking back off of that, like if, if you're doing, doing this thing um, that doesn't really have that meaningful, meaningfulness, you're, you're pretty much just wasting your time before you eventually quit. Yeah, absolutely. So also last week we talked about, so we ended off talking about just for, for me personally to make um, a list or, or, or really introspectively talk to myself about like what my plan is do you remember that Nick that, that was where we ended off last week yeah and, and I'm glad you brought that up Bob because I was thinking as we went into this episode that you know in the past probably three or four episodes we kind of left this accountability thing towards the end of them um, which yeah. isn't always a bad thing but I think it's good to bring it back into the forefront of focus again for us kind of get back to you know, we have to have a recheck and get back to the fundamentals again. Yeah, yeah. So um, as I was thinking about this, right, um, many of many of the things that I talked about, especially the goals that I want to achieve. So, for example, I want to have so I want to have like my own clinic and and do all of those things with my mom eventually down the line, right? Yeah. Um, but that's that's like extremely vague, and there's no like actual action steps to doing it. So so many people have this big dream that they want to achieve, right? They always say they're going to eventually do this, they're going to eventually do that, but they don't really have something to set them in motion, right? to really push them to, to go for that goal. And I felt like if I continued myself down the line, like what I was doing in the past or what I was doing like a week ago, um, I'd probably end up like that. So I thought to myself that... I'm going to interrupt you for a second. What I love about what you said is that, oh, this thing in the past, other than you just said a week ago, as if a week ago was the same synonym for the past, which it totally is by definition. But that's a big strength of, I think, yours, the way you think in a way a lot of high-level thinkers think in terms of, hey, you know, people can just think, oh, a week ago, it's no big deal. It wasn't that long ago. 
no, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing, constantly reevaluating. So a week and a month can feel like forever ago because there's so much that's happening in our mind since then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I forgot where I left, I left off. But um, <laughs> Uh, No, no, I I think we'll talk about how, um, yeah, I I honestly forgot where I left off, Um, but, but, oh, oh, there's no, like, there's no momentum to to push somebody to to reach for their goals if they just keep on saying to themselves, I'm going to eventually do this, I'm going to eventually do this without a a consistent plan of action, a a consistent plan to actually implement. Um, I'm sorry? I think, yeah, absolutely, Bob. There needs to be action with the goal because, I mean, goals are good, but goals that have no action to them don't get you anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, like it's so easy to, to dream and so easy to think, but then putting things into actual, like, on paper and then actually doing it is where the hard part is. That's where the dip is, right? We talked about – we just talked about how, like, we have this big – uh, fun thing we think about, then when we actually when it actually comes to the work, there's this huge dip, and then that's where most people quit. Um, so I was thinking, so I, you know how I want to start my own clinic, um, probably right out of school, and, and I and I thought to myself that I needed a concrete plan of like how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. Um, or considering that that's uh, coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, considering it's coming up pretty soon, um, and. I mean, I, what I did for myself was I, I made a timeline off of my my original goals. Um, so my idea is within the next years is I want to actually make a solid um, concrete business plan for for the end of next year, which is which is when everything's going to actually start happening. Um, okay, so by now, the end of next year, you want to have a business plan. So you want to have a business plan ready that by the time it gets to the end of next year, you're like, okay, if I'm ready to, I can just take this off and running. Yes. That's what I want. Cause that, that's what I feel like is going to be that thing that actually pushes me into actually doing it. Um, like, like having a plan of some sort of actually implementing this of how I like thinking through of what, the process of how I'm going to put myself in my mom's clinic, uh, thinking of having a plan or process of how I'm going to take insurance or, or what my niche is um, specifically rather than this, rather than having this ambiguous and vague um, goal of just starting a clinic with my mom. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So um, in the past, I talked about having like uh, an online training service plus physical therapy together as a clinic. Now I feel like as those brainstorming, um, I feel like that will be that will be too difficult. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm changing the goalpost because it seems like it's too hard, but I feel like um, having that is like a future, future thing. Now, I'm not going to put it like tangibly as a time frame. Um, can I just tell you my, my time frame? Yes, please, Bob. I, I was going to ask anyway, so I'm uh, I'm glad you came to that yourself. Yeah, so... so 2019, which is this year, pretty much is just um, it's just to pretty much pass my exams and classes. Um, but yeah, during this time, yep. So, so just pretty much pass, pass making through the semester. Um, 
but I think right now is when I would like to start um, creating creating my business plan um, because I have access to, to different professors. I have access to this podcast with you, so, so keeping that accountability portion of it. Um, that's the plan from now to December and on to, to, to next year, to the end of next year. Um, my plan for next year's is to, to really, so, so the beginning of the first year for next year is to really just pass my boards, pass the class, um, and then start the insurance in-network in, in credentialing as soon as possible um, nice. and make sure that everything is um, AMA compliance in terms of construction-wise, building-wise. Um, yep. So so that's, that's the plan as long as with having my business plan finished and like really knowing where to hone in on the different doctors to network with, the different niches um, to, to target with in the market. Um, I also talked about just having six months of expenses saved up. So working part-time as, as a PT on the side, just having six months of expenses saved up, having like an emergency fund, um, still investing into like index funds, things like that, and just thinking long-term down the road. Um, 20 to 2021, 2022 is just basically having that insurance credentialing finished and then ramping up the patients um, as they come along and working part-time as another PT in another clinic. Um, and then that's, that's where, where I have right now. That's like the three-year, three to four-year plan right now. Um, I think for me to actually reach that is to have, actually have a solid concrete business plan to get me rolled. Now, what are, what are your thoughts about this, Nick? Um, you're going a completely different route. You're going the residency route, which is another great opportunity. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts um, about all this. Absolutely, Bob. First of all, thanks for sharing all that. Um, you know, I think you've got a good a good skeleton. I think there's a lot of kind of, I think you've got a goal. I think you've got a, a vision for yourself. What I mean by that is you can close your eyes and you can imagine what you're going to look like um, for the most part. Now it's all about what are the little action steps you have to do to make that thing tangible. And you touched on this. You've got a busy life ahead of you, but now with a lot of other factors at play. I'm going to go on a side tangent just for a second, Bob. Yeah, um, I had a conversation with one of my mentors very recently um, talking about, you know, the acceptance to the residency and all that. He was a PT student who was three years above me, Paul. Um, and I was very fortunate that he took me under his wing a lot. Um, actually, I had a I had a good amount of I was very connected with a lot of the upperclassmen in the physical therapy program, and he was definitely the first one that took me under his wing big time. And it was great talking to him about his business plan, what he was doing, um, how he had finished the residency that he was involved in. We've been in contact on and off and everything. But he talked about you know he he knew what he wanted to do since he was 15, and for him that didn't just mean be a physical therapist, but that literally meant Right now, Bob, after he finished his residency about a little over a year, year and a half ago, he started working for this guy um, that he, he knew as a physical therapist back when he was like 15, back in his hometown. And he's working for this guy now. He's doing all their marketing and everything with the um, as a transition where he's eventually going to be the business owner in the next two years or so and really change the – and he's starting to change the culture of the place now and take that over. So – He's one of those rare people that, you know, a lot of people in physical therapy school, they don't know. I mean, 
like you, for example, you went into PT school, you didn't know exactly what even physical therapy was. I went in and I've had different focuses throughout my career that um, I've been reaffirmed or challenged in different ways that I'm glad I'm doing what I am now and not what I thought I used to want to do. But it's really interesting thinking about the vision, the action steps to get there. And I enjoy that conversation with him just as I'm enjoying this conversation with you now. But to get back to your question about what I, what I think about it, I like it. Um, now I'm going to ask you a question in turn, Bob. Um, yes. Yeah. You, you've done, you've created a kind of fake business before for class projects and everything. And, kind of a pretty in-depth process from all the finances, all the marketing, um, define what kind of PT business you want to have, right? Yes. How many people were on your team that you did that with? Six. Six, including yourself. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Actually, that's how big my group was too. Um, That's great. What out of that process was the biggest challenge for you or something that you felt least comfortable with about going after the business part of it? Um, what part do you, I felt was most difficult? Yeah, out of, the, out of that project, what was most difficult or what was most challenging and what did you tend to shy away from if there was anything? Um, most likely probably finances and bookkeeping. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. And what, what about... Uh, I'm going to reverse the question now. What about those business plans and everything got you the most excited, got you the most fired up, got you kind of really excited and passionate about this? Like, oh man, I could do this for a while. Yeah, I, I got fired up about the marketing aspect, the, the mission statement, just just the entire like building out the the culture and the marketing of the business. And Bob, I can even tell that just in the way the verbiage from knowing you so well, the way you're responding to that, it's like. You know, when when I talk to you about, you know, what are you excited about, you can go on for five minutes straight. When I talk to you about your, like, not pumped about it, it's like, oh, finances, bookkeeping, ugh. Um, so, no, it's, I, I absolutely, um, I can see that for you. And I guess my advice to you is those areas where you know you're weaker, where you are not as excited, you might be less likely to spend subconscious energy. I think those are the areas where it's even more important to seek out um, specific mentors to help you out through there to really help navigate that field. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that. Now, now, Nick, I, I also want to talk about like this idea of just having optimistic thinking versus yeah. um, being delusional. Now, <laughs> now, like, like having a, having a clinic or having a business is, is hard. Like that's like that's, yeah. that's obvious, right? Yeah. Um, most most small businesses fail within the first few years, right? Um, and and it's a hard gig. Like initially, especially when you're trying to start off uh, by yourself, it's gonna you're working 80, 90 hours a week, um, like even on weekends. So and, and like you said too, Bob, it's most people that do this, they they're working another part-time job concurrently too, where they're not just doing this for the sake of, oh, let me let me just. Uh, boom, snap my fingers, and I'm just going to start my own business. No, it's usually they're working their other part-time job, but then in uh, all the extra hours in between and everything, they're working on their business, and they're working full-time in the business and close to full-time in their other job. Yeah. Um, so, so going back to my point of, like, this idea of being optimistic versus delusional, 
Um, I, I think there's a fine line between the two, but being, uh, I feel like being optimistic is, is believing yourself that you're going to succeed. That that's the definition of optimistic. I would assume. Right. Um, yeah. I would but I also feel like observing the situation around you and seeing the, the best results that are yet still plausible. Yeah, and and the definition for delusional is is kind of kind of the same kind of the same vein, right? Um, like you believe in yourself, eat, like stacked against even when the odds are all stacked against you. Um, but I personally feel like the main difference between the two is is how um, how you're considered or how the environment influences influences that thought process. Um, okay. for, for example, like we talk about you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Um, if all of these people support you and have that positive, optimistical mindset, I feel like it's more, it's more of an optimistic kind of approach. Now, I, I think I'm losing myself as I'm talking about this. Um, well, let, let, me, let me fill in for just a quick second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, well, you're, you know, the idea between optimistic and delusional, you're talking about that. I think the point that you're trying to articulate is, is it in touch with reality and being optimistic, or is it just completely out of whack, out of touch with reality? And you brought up an interesting point where, you know, we do say that we're influenced by the five people we spend the most time with, and truly we're influenced by everybody But that we spend any time with. But we think about the five people we spend the most time or most quality time, they have the strongest influence on us. And so if they if our, if their reflection onto us or their reflection of us is something that you know it, it can make sense with them or they vibe with it or you know it's if they have our support and they're founded in reality, it's far less likely that you're delusional and all all your friends are delusional versus just you're delusional. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for that assistance. Thank. I appreciate it. Anytime, Bob. But yeah, that's that's the that's the whole general idea of what I just shared so, with you. So let me let me ask you a question, Bob. If you're yeah. if we're on this sliding scale, all the way to the left hand side is the number zero. All the way to the right hand side is the number one hundred. A, a one hundred means optimistic. You're just completely optimistic, no delusional. Zero is you have no optimistic, you're just delusional, completely delusional. Where do you think you stand right now in terms of this goal you have? Hmm. I think I'm around, so you said 100% was purely optimistic, 0% yeah. delusional. Yeah. I personally feel um, I'm around 70%. Okay. Why? 70%. Um, so so, so wow. there's many aspects which put me at 70%. So. The optimistic part. I'll start with the optimistic part. Um, so, so finances, um, they're pretty much they're pretty much set. Like, I don't need to really pay rent or or leasing because because the because the building is the building is there, right? For for a brick and mortar place, I'm just sure. literally in, inserting myself into um, a business that that's already working. Um, so, so that's where the optimistic part comes in. Um, getting credentialing, all that. I'm sure I could do that. So that's, again, where all of that optimistic part comes in, like building a business plan, like creating a niche market. Um, all of that 
comes in. Now, the delusional part, um, which brings it down to more like a, set, a 70 rather than like an 80-ish, would probably be like, I'm coming right out of school. Um, I don't know if, if doctors will, will actually refer to me considering the, the saturation of, of PPs in the entire area of Queens or New York City in general. Um, so, so that's where I'm at. You know, Bob, it's, um, as I hear you reflect on that, I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to think that that's kind of the direction that um, I like the reason you gave for why you're optimistic. But I also like the reality of some of the limitations you talked about. Listen, I'm not saying it's impossible by any means, but I can see why this is really challenging. Um, so that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. So I feel like just by me stating that brings me into the, the realistic category of, of I'm, I'm really considering the pros and cons of this um, and, and doing it like not in a, I'm just going to do it and like I'm going to get 100 patients a day and make billions and billions of dollars <laughs> the first day I start. Um, th- that would be like fully 100, 0% delusional like on the on the scale zero percent yeah so so that's where i'm at um yeah and that, that's where i'm at i um I, I think part of me really really wants to do this because um i i told you coming coming into this podcast that i didn't know what physical therapy was but i came into to pt school i came to, to college knowing that i was going to take over my mom's clinic, like a hundred percent. That was, that was what I knew, like I was going to do, even if I didn't know what PT was, um, that was my original goal from the start. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's uh, from that. I like it, Bob. I like it. And you know, you're just adjusting and changing the avenue in which you get in there and how you adapt that. You know, I, I appreciate your reflection. I appreciate kind of the meta analysis you're trying to do. And I think the next big question is, you know, what's the, as I heard you talk about your timeline and everything, I bas- what I basically heard, and I'm going to pick on you a little bit, basically heard like, oh, um, I'm in school this semester, so I'm going to I'm gonna pass in my class to do all my stuff, and then uh, later I'll work on business stuff. I'm going to do this, do this, this, and then later I'll work on business stuff. And then by the time I get to taking my boards, I'll well, do that. No. But, well, no. Well, so, so from this year, so September to, to December, I want to like start my business plan because I have, well, I'm going to go in depth with my business plan because I have like mentors, like, like I can access mentors like easily here. Um, so that, that's the plan. But, but yes, I, I think, I think where you're getting at is their school. I, mentor, I, I want the to next step. Right. I want to encourage you. Um, you know, one of the be- biggest enemies to action is being vague. And so I want to encourage you to be less vague in your approach um, to really to help you um, along the way. Do not just say, oh, this was a good semester because I started it. No, this was a good semester because I got ABC done. Okay. Yes. Thank you for that reminder, Nick. Um, I-, I was going to conclude this episode with like an action plan like with the accountability thing on the line for like the it. business plan um, to, to make it more tangible, more realistic. Um, now, 
Do you think? Do you want to add anything else before, like I talk about that? No, Bob. I'm ready. Locked and loaded, my friend. Okay. So again, I, I want to be a little bit more vague with this, despite what you just said. Um, <laughs> I want to actually just spend one hour on the on just like having a doc open and just start typing away on on like a business plan in general. Just having like okay. a brief skeletal outline like of what I just had today. I like it. I like it. Early brainstorming stages, just getting out there, making it happen. So, um, again, this, this probably isn't where the dip happens. The dip is probably going to happen when I'm actually starting. <laughs> the, the, the dip's probably going to happen when you don't expect it to happen. <laughs> yes, yes. But I, I'm pretty sure the dip's going to happen next year around this time. Yep. I'm sure that is that is when the dip will happen, um, but the, the preparation that I do beforehand will prepare me for the dip to make it much more easier. Absolutely. So that's my plan. That's my goal. Um, do you want to add anything else, Nick? Bob, this has been a great episode. I appreciate the reflection. I appreciate you coming in with an action plan, ready to get going, um, both long-term career trajectory for yourself and then all right, listen, let's get hit this, hit this accountability again, make it happen for next episode. And I think this is a great place to end. I like it. Again, once again, Nick, congratulations to the, the acceptance of your residency. Um, that's a very big, happy moment for both of us. I'm, I'm very happy for you, Nick. Um, hey, and then thanks for – Now is just the uh, – got to gear up this big exam. Four and a half weeks left. Got to get out there and kill it, man. How are you feeling about the exam in general? You, you talked about right now is a little bit of a lull. But how are you feeling about the exam, Joe? Oh, dude, I'm freaking nervous. Um, <laughs> if I'm being completely real with you, I guess, um, you know, I've taken the practice exams and hanging in there, doing a lot of reflection, kind of getting back on the notes and everything. And it's just, it's a ton. It's a lot. And it's, uh, I know I can't come out being too confident because um, I can't underestimate um, what it's going to be. I'd rather get in there for the exam and say that, okay, I, I overprepared a little bit than underprepared. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Well, thank you once again, Nick, for coming on. Um, I appreciate your time every week. Um, and, I'll, and I'll see you again next week, okay? All right. Do well, my friend. Take it easy.